0: Welcome to the show, 5 Stripe Fam. I'm AJ. And wherever it is you get your pods, subscribe, share, and leave us a good rating. Welcome back to another episode of 5 Stripe Weekly. And this week we have a double match review. First up is the match against Orlando City in which we won 1-0 at Exploria Stadium. Courtesy of a Tiago Almada golazo. Uh, yeah, the match started off uh, after a brief weather delay, so it was rainy conditions, but uh, yeah, that didn't uh, hit the skids for LA United. We uh found a way against uh, you know, our uh, friendly rivals uh, down below in Florida. Uh, where, yeah, we saw the same 11 start against uh, Toronto FC start in this match. And, uh, yeah, uh, the only difference was that Jose Martinez, he returned and returned to the bench. But, uh, yeah, 55-minute weather delay, and, uh, yeah, we kicked off. And, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, this match was, uh, I think, a pretty fairly uh, even match in the respect where uh, both teams got a sh- fair amount of shots against each other. And um, yeah, I mean, we, uh, we were creating some, uh, some really good, decent chances. Uh, I would say, uh, you yeah, know, one of the ones where uh, Ronald Hernandez, he found Dom Dwyer uh, in the box where he got a free header. Unfortunately, the former, former Orlando city man couldn't find the back of the nets with his header. Uh, he yeah, had free header. He, yeah, really wide actually. But, uh, I think what you are seeing, uh, with this same 11 though, is that, uh, there is this directness and there is this, um, onus on the urgency to, uh, try to score and score early. And that, uh, is vitally important and you also see uh pressing from the top which is uh or from the front which is super super important here where uh yeah you know you can create those chances higher up on the pitch and so i think uh you know the larger part in this is that we have been looking a lot better especially in these two matches uh toronto fc and uh orlando city that's uh, you know that's really what we wanted to uh, um, you know wanted to what wanted to have the the team uh, play in this fashion where um, you know they have um, you know this kind of fire in their belly to you know absolutely have to uh, you know do something. Uh, I think what's the uh, the the irony of it is that uh, a lot of these matches. I think all of them, pretty much uh, the last three, uh, it has been halftime nil-nil. But I think at the very least, uh, there has been, um, you know, if we can keep them off the uh, the scoreboard, and uh, you know, for the first half, we have we have shown that you know the uh, the second half we can make some things happen. But uh, yeah, uh, in terms of uh, this one. Uh, you know, I think also you see uh, where Amar Sadic, he's uh, he, he's able to, I think, solidify some things in midfield for us, uh, keep things ticking along a bit. Uh, also Santiago Sosa, where uh, you know he's spreading out the play and just being that fulcrum at the base of midfield, so that uh, yeah, all the play pretty much goes through him. Where he will find Almada, where he will find the wings, and uh, it's been. A, I think, uh, a hallmark in kind of this change of play and, you know, Santiago Sosa finding his form again. But, uh, yeah, this uh, this one in the first half, I mean, you know, just uh, some really, really good good play where, uh, oh, man, there was uh, a beautiful through ball that uh, Sadich found Luis araujo and uh, he was running in behind. He stayed onside. He... Uh, Rounded the keeper, and he was able to get a shot off, but very, very weak shot on his right, and uh, it was pretty much just like a, he couldn't have rolled it in any slower, I I feel like, but uh, yeah, uh, one of their defenders was able to clear it off the line after he had made a circle, and Uh, I mean, it's one of those where, uh, man, uh, he can't buy uh, a goal at the moment. I mean, he hasn't scored in, I believe, uh, more than 10 matches. Um, and it's also one of those, he's got, uh, he's in the top three, I think in, uh, shots that he's taken. Um, I think it's over 70 shots and he's only got four goals and the other players around him all are in double digits. So, uh, well, pretty, pretty damning stat there That uh, you know, there is, uh, some pressing going on from Adaruju, but, uh, yeah, right before, uh, you know, the halftime, uh, time or the watch stroked, uh, for halftime, uh, yeah, there was another good combination and um yeah, it was uh yeah, where her gutman uh yeah he kind of made one of those uh kind of uh trademark runs that he uh, he does where uh he's able to just take that space and you know he it's hard to mark because there's uh you know the the runner that pretty much goes across the defense, you know, is probably one of the fullbacks or wingers that has to track him. And uh, he ghosts his way all the way to a one v one against Galece in the box. Unfortunately it's right at Galese, and unfortunately, uh yeah, it was nil nil heading into the second forty five minutes. Now, uh yeah, the uh, first substitution of the match, uh, Joseph Martinez. He uh, came on uh, first time since the suspension, and also Hosetu as well, uh, making his first appearance since August sixth. But uh, yeah, it, you know, it was uh, just who um, you know the second half, lots and lots of shots. Uh, Orlando, they almost found the back of the net, sixty uh, fifth minutes. Uh, yeah. Edwin Mascara, he uh, entered the match for Brooks Lennon, uh, probably a little bit more uh, rest-based there. And, uh, yeah, LA United, we finally broke through in the 72nd minute. 72nd minute. And, uh, yeah, uh, it was uh, basically we uh, found uh, found the ball after uh, the corner kick and Almada, yeah, from kind of deeper in... Uh, The midfield, he had uh, a little give and go with Gutman and uh, a little wall pass and pretty much Almada just did the rest. Uh, But uh, Gutman I think the uh, amazing part is, you know, he's on the right there and, uh, you know, just on the outside of the box. I mean, it's just like uh, after the match, um, Almada was even mentioning like, I don't know what he was doing there. But it was perfect because, yeah, that wall pass was exactly what Almada needed. Uh, he skinned a man in the box, and then he clinically put it into the back of the net on the left. And, uh, yeah, I mean, at this point, like, yeah, what, what else needs to be said about Tiago Almada? I mean, the, the man is a baller, and, uh, you know, this young kid definitely has uh, a ton of talent. Now six goals on the season, 11 assists. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's definitely, um, you know, where Gutman is also just in the right spot at the right time. uh, Something that he is uh, keen to do, he is really, really good at. And uh, it's his second assist of the season, his uh, second in as many matches. But uh, yeah, I mean, uh, this uh, match wasn't uh, fully over in terms of entertainment. Uh, It was definitely still... Uh, we had a lot to do. Where, uh, yeah, when Jake Mulraney, he came on, uh, he was subbed on, and uh, immediately he started pumping balls into the box, which we know he uh, is good to do. And um, yeah, I mean, he found a couple opportunities to uh, you know make some dangerous plays for them, and uh, yeah, had a, a attempt from distance uh, in the middle of the park as well, and. Uh, I mean, it was, uh, yeah, a bit of a uh, a nail-biter up until the end where, uh, yes, uh, Goudinho, he had to make a save at the very last kick. And, uh, yeah, it was luckily a fairly tame effort right at him. But uh, ultimately, yes, we were able to pick up the very crucial three points that we needed here, especially against uh, Orlando City. Uh, It kept them from clinching a spot in the playoffs, at least in this match. And, uh, yeah, it was our first back-to-back win of the season, or back wins of the season. Uh, And uh, we moved momentarily within two points of the playoff line. So, uh, yeah, a match where, uh, you know, two... uh, Two wins that were pretty different in terms of uh, Toronto and Orlando City, but uh, this one with a, a one-nil where we held on well and uh, you know defensively did our job. We were able to k- keep a clean sheet as well on the road. Vital, vital points, and uh, yeah, definitely something that's um, yeah. I mean, on, on a probably regular um, w- regular kind of season where we're not. Uh, fighting for a playoff uh, spot still, and outside of the places we probably would have taken a locker room, uh, uh, you know, post match locker room shot. But uh, is what it is. I think uh, it wasn't the time to gloat, and I think with good reason. But uh, yeah, let's get to the Philadelphia Union match uh, on Saturday. And this one, I mean, going into it, I mean, whew, you know, we had a little bit of momentum, but it's also at yeah, Philadelphia Union. They had been scoring, what, like, I don't even know, uh, something like uh, a lot of goals, a lot of goals in their past uh, few matches. And so it was uh, definitely, I mean, even at home, this is going to be a match where we. Uh, are up against it but uh, we didn't really look all that much fussed we uh, kept them at bay for the entire match and uh, again same 11 uh, at the bends this one we had uh, yeah we had 15 shots and it was uh, yeah you know to their pretty much one shot It uh, was pretty different, pretty different of a a match uh, than it was uh, at Subaru Park. But, um, yeah, you know, the the consistent lineup, uh, I think you could see, like I was mentioning, that, um, you know, the pressing from the front with Dom Dwyer, even if he's not scoring, he's able to, uh, you know, kind of harry the uh, the guys and unsettle guys enough that, um, you know, again, it's a, a nil nil into the half, but um, you know, getting into what happened in the first half that uh yeah, I mean uh there was uh one, a uh you know, I you know I don't like to complain about reps too much, but uh this one, I mean, it's like okay, um, you know, there is uh a pretty nasty headbutt on Amar Sadich, and uh you know, not really uh It's a yellow card there and uh, fair, but I mean this uh, this ref. I'm I'm not really sure that uh, yeah he had a really good handle on this match, and you know a lot of the uh, the cards were given to us uh, in the middle of this where it's uh, I think pretty pretty tame fouls. That's luckily they didn't change the match too much, but. Uh, yeah, it was definitely just something that it's perplexing. It's, uh, you know, very quick yellows for us when it wasn't really, uh, you know, the same number of fouls or the uh, same kind of foul that, uh, you know, uh, wasn't called for both sides. But, uh, yeah, and uh, in terms of uh, this one, I mean, oh, uh, n- another corner, another uh, one parata, Uh, header that's uh, just right above Uh, this one very much so Andre Blake yeah he stood on his head and he kept Philadelphia Union in the game where uh, they very much didn't look like they were in the game I mean uh, it could have been where if they had scored it may have seemed like it was uh, oh you know uh, good old Philadelphia Union again but it very much was not the case we had them in our pockets for this almost entire match uh and yeah i mean we uh in terms of uh you know the uh the kinds of shots i mean a lot of them were not on goal i think that was the the main difference here is that uh you know uh the clinical uh, nature of this team is just not there and i think that's pretty much uh, a pretty t- good telltale of how our season has gone in that uh You know uh, even against uh, the best team in the league pretty much we uh, it it is tough there like it's a catch-22 we can uh, you know look really good but uh, if you don't score it's you know kind of a moot point but uh, yeah getting into the second half uh, after it's nil-nil at the half um, you know this very physical match we uh, yeah you know Sadish gets a really quick yellow card um and, uh, yeah, we, uh, we almost open the scoring as well. Um, you know, we, uh, uh, you know, Lennon, he almost gets a, a ball where, uh, yeah, it's pumped out from wide on the left. And, uh, yeah, his touch lets him down a little bit, but he does, uh, get a shot on goal. It's, uh, maybe not at the, uh, the wanted, uh, maybe placement and power but uh yeah there's pretty much a goal mouth scramble and somehow Andre Blake is able to keep both Dwyer and Lennon out there and uh yeah you know another good opportunity uh Ronald Hernandez on the right flank uh and yeah he uh gets one on his left and it's also right into Blake's hands uh, but then, uh yeah, Edwin Mascara and uh Ronaldo Cisneros comes on uh some to to some dismay of some people where uh joseph martinez they were wondering why maybe he wasn't subbed on uh for uh you know instead of uh, Cisneros. but uh yeah, just a flurry of shots again, I mean uh Santiago Sosa uh and then the sadish from out wide uh from distance. A little bits and uh, yeah I mean uh, he also had mascara he uh, was very direct and he had a shot that who uh, Andre Blake did really really well on uh, to uh, save it It was a higher shot and uh, yeah he was able to get some fingertips to it uh, also another one where it was a layoff from Tiago Almada, where uh, it unfortunately hit Santiago Sosa who was in the box uh, he yeah, pretty much inadvertently blocked it, but um, yeah, I mean that second half taking we took 13 shots in this second half, and uh, yeah, we had them on the ropes. We just could not find that knockout punch to uh, finish off this match. But uh, at least in the one respect, we uh, get our second straight clean sheet, uh, and uh, yeah, one point in the. Uh, uh, for the Eastern Conference race for a playoff spot. But uh, yeah, I mean, basically we had 16 to their 5, uh, 6 to their 0 on target. And that's more of what I meant where they pretty much was, uh, they weren't doing much. Uh, 60 to 40 in possession. Uh, I mean, key passes, 13 to 4. XG 1.33 to 0.164. Uh, For Philly, and uh, definitely, I mean, it's just like something here where um, we played probably our best match against the best team in the league. Uh, Unfortunately, we could not come away with the three points, and uh, unfortunately to say, we probably are uh, very hard-pressed to find uh, a way in into the playoffs now. I mean, it is uh, going to be some... We need a lot of help from the teams around us uh, where they also have a game in hand. So uh, definitely this, uh, it's not a death knell, but it is one nail in the coffin for us. But uh, yeah, Pineda, he did say uh, and speak about this game after the match. And he said, that the uh, the shapes and formations are fluid, but um, yeah, adapting on the fly has been tough with the lack of consistency. And uh, he did want to create a lot of overloads with Almada and Sadich, and uh, he said the back four is working now because the team is stable. And then uh, yeah, said that Franco alongside Parata has gelled well. Yeah, I thought Alan Franco in this match it was probably one of his best matches. Uh, yeah, in the Orlando City match, he did get his uh, his hand uh, you know kicked, and so he was down for a minute. He had to wear uh, or you know get a little bandage put on it, and uh, he was able to stay on. And in this match, I mean, he was silky. He was uh, definitely uh, very assured at the back, and at times. Uh, Yeah, I mean, he was able to dribble around some um, attacking players of Philadelphia Union and, uh, you know, looked really smooth doing it. But uh, and yeah, Pineda also mentioned that, uh, you know, of Franco that he is having a tremendous portion of this season. And, uh, you know, the lineup changes kept many players from performing at the caliber that they should be, which I think, yeah, you know, that pretty much says it a little bit where. You know the if we of course have been playing like this for at least uh, you know a month earlier we may be in the playoffs but uh, I think you know it's uh, at least we have found it per se but it is still uh, you know the expectations should be that we make the playoffs every season especially at the uh, you know salaries and um, you know how how much the total payroll is but. Um, yeah, the, uh, the interesting bit here is that, uh, yeah, uh, Panetta, he said that, uh, they showed the players film of Philly's attack at halftime to help put Gutman and Sosa in place to defend well. And I think that really, really was helpful because that second half, it was all us. We were pouring it on. We just could not find that, that back of the net, but, uh, yeah, you know, nil, nil. Good results at the end of the day against the uh, the top of the league club, but uh, at least in this uh, stature of the season, it really still stings that um, you know as well as we played, we cannot get the result that we needed. But uh, yeah, there after this is the international window. Uh, and uh, basically the next match will be October 1st against New England Revolution, and so uh, yeah, Decision Day also at the Benz, playing against New York City FC, so uh, that does it for the match reviews, and gets us into the news and uh, first bit of news was that uh, after that Orlando City match, Almada and Gutman they made the midweek MLS team of the week, Uh, and then it was also that, uh, yeah. The uh, in terms of the the match where Almada, yeah, I mean now he's got six goals and eleven assists, and uh, yeah, the international buzz—it's been great. Now he's also been called up to the Argentina men's national team the senior team uh, for the friendlies against Honduras and Jamaica, and uh, that's alongside the likes of Lionel Messi against uh, with angel Di mario with paulo de bala i mean it's a uh, amazing company for sure and he's uh yeah definitely uh you know making a name for himself um you know not only uh previously but now definitely uh you know playing in mls as well but uh so amada ronald hernandez joseph martinez and caleb wiley they all received call-ups for their respective national teams uh, of course uh Hernandez and Martinez for Venezuela and Wiley for the U.S. youth national team. But uh, yeah, uh, Almada, he also was voted number two in MLS's U22 list. And uh, yeah, the, uh, you know, with that national team call up 17 goals and assists so far uh, for LA United. I mean, Tiago Almada has done really, really well in MLS uh, so far. But uh, yeah, that question will be, is uh, will it be one and done for uh, Tiago Almato? Or would it be, uh, yeah, you know, like will he maybe be kept into the summer? Will it be uh, the winter in which we sell him? Uh, very well much uh, could be. But uh, if he is, the question is how much he would be sold for and... You know, it's uh, upwards of 20. That's probably for sure. I mean, at his age, 21. And, um, you know, he's just got that uh, innate ability to keep the ball and to, uh, you know, find the right uh, the right decision to, uh, you know, find players uh, in space. It's definitely uh, a lot of teams could use that. So, you know, it's a uh, very good question how much he might be sold for and I'm curious what you guys think. Let us know in the comments below what you think uh, You know the going rate for Tiago Almada in uh, this type of market is. But uh, moving on from that, uh, and speaking of the international call-ups, uh, three LA United, two players, they uh, earned some uh, some caps. And uh, Ajani Fortune, uh, goalkeeper Vicente Reyes, and then midfielder Johnny Bilal. Uh, and then all three are... Atlanta United Academy products. So amazing stuff there. Uh, In terms of the twos, they drew their last match against Miami FC, uh, 2-2. And uh, Darwin Mateus, he scored his third goal of the season. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, it was basically, uh, they unfortunately conceded in a, uh, uh, to seal the draw. And uh, unfortunately that, that, this season, so far for uh, LA United 2, not been fantastic. 5-5-21 and 21 for 20 points. And uh, the final time that they will return to a 5th-3rd Bank Stadium this season will be against Indy 11. But, uh, yeah, last bit of news. Lone Watch, Ezekiel Barco, uh, playing for River Plates uh, Marcelo Gallardo, the Uh, Head coach there, he was publicly backing Barco, and he says that uh, Barco, quote, never hides from the ball. And uh, he has to understand that he needs to make better decisions, though. He's on his way. He's young. He's left at a very young age to a league where he didn't develop as expected. That's, of course, talking about Barco at MLS with us and uh, yeah, I mean, it seems like, unfortunately, he's not getting on super-duper well at River Plate, but um, yeah, kind of a a down season a little bit uh, in some respects for River Plate with the big expectations as um, going into the season. They had pretty much almost like two 11s where they should arguably be doing more, but uh, very interesting nonetheless uh, that Barco, I mean, you know, could he be recalled? He is on a two year loan. So there is that expectation, maybe, that uh, it's just in case where if uh, Tiago Amada, uh, yeah, maybe we have him for the summer and then where we can fetch a bigger transfer fee, it's possibly that. And then maybe we do recall Ezekiel Barco or something. But either way, uh, you know, it's uh, going to be interesting to see how that all shakes out. We are very close to the end of the season now. So definitely uh, some uh, busy kind of transfer windows to be had ahead. So that does it for the news and pretty much the entire episode except for the question of the day. The question of the day is how do you feel if we made the playoffs or not? I mean, is it an absolute must? Are you indifferent? Uh, Are you not wanting to make the playoffs at this point at all? Let us know in the comments below, looking forward to what you have to say. And that's it for us today, remember to subscribe to us if you haven't already, share this episode, and leave us a review and rating so we can pop up higher in your rankings. I'm AJ, thanks so much for listening.